program is about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. New Year, new podcast. That is not true. That's just a straight up lie. But where would we be if we didn't start the new year off with a blatant lie to ourselves and the world at large? With that out of the way, welcome to Far Off Topic Season 2, Episode 1. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones, and with me for this go around is Tiwi. How is life? Uh, life is good. Life is grand. Actually, life is kind of poopy, but I don't want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not start on a dark note yeah. for uh, you know the, the new year. Yeah, okay. For uh, um, podcasting, life is good. <laughs> what have you been up to? Anything new? Anything fun? Uh, I've been off for over a week now for the holidays, but not for fun. It's because my son's daycare is closed. So right. I had to That's use PTO. Right. <laughs> Basically just like watch my little bee for over a week. Isn't that fun it's, how adult yeah. life uh, just transforms mm-hmm. time off? Because it's not like I'm not gonna you're gonna go anywhere. I didn't. Yeah, uh, it was a waste. You're just you're, you're just stuck watching something. You're working. You're working. I really did you're, feel like I've been working this whole time, and I've haven't really actually felt. I don't feel refreshed. I don't feel like I took a break from anything. <laughs> Feels like I've just been continuously working, and actually, it's almost harder because I feel like at, at work. I can actually just like eat lunch. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a break. It's a little challenging here. <laughs> in this in this reality, the one you're living, yeah. uh, you're making lunch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yep. good job. Uh, if if it's any consolation, Mean Green uh, knows your pain. She took two weeks off <laughs> and she hasn't had any vacation. Aww. Um, yeah, she's sucks. enjoyed it though. She, I, uh, me, uh, Charlie Goodshoes is uh, older than HB. So. Yeah. Um, he's he, he's a little more of a he's he's in more of a fun age where you can <laughs> yes. take him to shit and and let him just run off and say ah ha, 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 and do just things drink your independently vodka. yeah uh, the other uh, only other update is that I actually it's I think it's this this tacks on pretty well to our last episode because you were so full on Bernie and I ended up mm. Bernie actually ended up coming here to Nevada and I I said hey Ugh, you know so what jealous. I'm gonna go. And I will say the only reason why I did go is because it's kind of I saw it. I, I did the, uh, the kind of like the show metric. Like if it was mm-hmm. a punk show, who else is going? Who's opening? Yeah. And in the Bernie rally, it, AOC was opening. Ugh, it's a killer opener. And it was Bernie, and I was like, that, that this is a killer. This is a killer Line, lineup. Yeah. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna see what's happening. I went. They knocked the knocked my boots off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've. I've never listened to AOC speak ever. Oh, you uh, other than like like a, she's great. A clip, yeah. Other than a clip from like a like a a committee hearing where she's like you know like just blasting on somebody. Other, I've never really ever ever heard her like stump for anything. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time, and I have to say. I can't wait for when she runs for president I because she, she's going <laughs> to kill. She's amazing. Um, she's so quick, too. I feel like she's well-versed in everything. She's well-read. She knows what she's talking about. She's passionate. She listens. She's like, ugh, she's amazing. She's, she's not like any politician. 
Right. I feel like, I mean, she honestly, like, she's like the worst headline or the worst um, opening act you could ever have because she sucked all the fucking energy out of the room. <laughs> Bernie just came out and just, it was like playing the, like, like oh yeah, I'm just getting some covers of AOC here. Like, it was just, I mean, he, he did a good job. I mean, I, 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 I don't was think like, he sucked, what? but like, <laughs> but like, she honestly, like, she, she knows, I, I was, she reads I was, I was the room really past. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking past his his election. I was looking well well, 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 well we got we got this one in the back pocket. This I can't wait for her to be president. You know what though? With electric. this new census, I'm afraid they're going to like redistrict and try to get rid of her because you know, and I'm just going to be a little conspiracist here. That's what that's what, that's what this podcast <laughs> is all about. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring me your worries. Bring me your <laughs> you your know weird, the DNC feelings. those 1% they don't like the AOC. They don't. They and don't. And I think the and easiest I, way to get rid of her is a little redistrict. Possibly. And even uh, Bernie even said, I, I was surprised for to, to hear to hear him say this, because um, he even like he knocked the Democrats. He, I mean, he put them in, in the same uh, bin as the GOP. The, the, yeah, the they Democrats. are. They GOP. Are. They don't want me here. And he's right. They're one hundred percent right. We know. And. I, I, that, I don't even know that. That's not even a conspiracy. And we I'm a registered know, Democrat, but yes. Yeah, we know the Democrats wanted to get rid of him yes. uh, in the last election, and they successfully pushed they him did. out. Yeah. So, you know, it's like it's, I feel like this, this is like a third-party run within the Democratic yeah. uh, system. There was like The Onion posted this thing that said uh, – what was it? It was like Rachel Maddow shows graph of Bernie Sanders' uh, – like poll um polling down or something but ah i can't think never mind it was funny it was the, it was uh i saw another one where it was a cnn um they they put up a poll where it was uh two months old mm -hmm. showing that bernie was fourth in iowa and in fact he's second against Buttigieg. i can't even <laughs> ugh <it's> that guy <laughs> <laughs> right um so yeah, what, either way, I had a great fucking time. Um, I think I became uh, radicalized at this uh, at the rally, and uh, where I was kind of going in with a much more, eh, I don't know, a weird vibe. You know, kind of a yeah. I don't know, wishy washy vibe. Because um, I'm one of those people that you know he he. He's never really shown me any sense of energy. He's an old guy, and I fucking hate old people. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm distancing myself from this podcast right now. <laughs> uh, and he's never really kind of like giving me that vibe, you know. Like even in the in the in the 2016, um, he just like he just didn't. I don't know. He just seemed uh, didn't have it. He just didn't have that vitality. Um, but seeing him live. And maybe even off of the, the the afterglow of AOC. I, I love I Bernie. Like, I don't know. I feel like I have always had this. It's like even before he announced in 2016, I had been like watching those little clips, you know, that like C-SPAN puts out, like little video right. clips. And I was always like, this guy's a firecracker because, you know, he's always angry. And it's like, but he says the things you want to hear. Is that your term? You, you often what? say firecracker. Actually, Kevin says firecracker. But um, uh. yeah. I don't personally say firecracker, but apparently it's uh, slipped into my lexicon. So sorry about that. <laughs> I, I got, it took me off by surprise because I've, I've never heard that one. I don't know if they just added that for 2020. <laughs> it is the 20s. That old firecracker. <laughs> hey, hey, me, it's a firecracker. Um, anyways, I don't even know what that accent was, but 
he he's just like a nice, angry old man that kind of <laughs> says what you want to say, and he's saying it to the he's, people who need to hear it, and it's exciting. And then he announced he was running for president. I was like, ah, I gotta get in on this. So I was like, early in the the like, I guess what do you call it? When he started going around touring, he came to Seattle like twice. And so I was an early Bernie volunteer. So I got to see him speak and I was like just blown away because, you know, at the time, all the things he was saying were new. <laughs> it was all new. Question, though. Yes, Question, though. Yes, yes. Do you have any selfies with him? Uh, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Not. You don't have shit. So I have the selfies. I have the AOC selfie and the Bernie selfie. So uh, you ain't shit. But, yes, Bernie is our future president, President Sanders. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Shut I mean, up. Trump's our future president. Okay. I mean, this is a fun ride. You know, no, I'm going to join this ride. That. And when Trump gets elected, I will switch everything. I will switch my allegiances. Uh, you really think Trump's going to be the that, next president again? You think oh, he's going to be a second yes. term? Oh, Ugh. oh 100%. Uh, he's going to be our next president. And this is a fun uh, it's like it's like playing tea with Charlie Goodshoes, you know. He's just filling the cups with sand, and you're drinking it and saying, "Oh, this is delicious." Uh, but you're imagining the world that it could be of just delicious tea, and that's what Bernie Sanders is. He's the the dirt tea why? that we imagine. Why do you think? Will be, like, is it because of like the DNC? You think we're just not going to get a Bernie Sanders or what? Because when he's put again, like when he's pushed, when he's pulled against Trump, he always crushes Trump. Right. But I think that when it comes down to like actually punching ballots, people will be frightened, so frightened of his the the, the potential liberal scourge that he's going to bring upon our economy. Um, and the, you have to imagine that once he's actually, if he ever becomes the actual candidate, the 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 gibbering and the jabbering by the MSMs ah. will increase to a cacophony about how he is going to destroy capitalist America. That Trump will look good by comparison, no How matter Trump, even if he's been impeached. No, Trump will never look good by comparison to anything. Well, no, no, economically. No one gives a shit about Trump's character. I think it's pretty apparent. No one gives a fuck what he does to anyone or to himself or what he says. They don't care. They just really care about is he going to add taxes to the rich? Is he going to um, charge any rich people any kind of money is he gonna privatize education i don't think i could do another four years of trump i really don't well you better get used to it because it's gonna happen no, <laughs> it's just that uh, you just need to accept that reality because the one thing trump has got for him is that he's got a good economy and when it comes to brass tax he's gonna just wait just gonna wave the flag of hey do you wanna how much do you, do you pay think, five dollars for an orange I don't think that, that the economy is Trump, though. I think that a lot of the economic it's growth, not. it's all Obama. It's like legacy of Obama, and then he's been maintaining. But like, if it's you look at things like that. gas prices and like cost of living and things like that, it's actually not good. It's not good for us. Trump has an effect. I mean, he started a trade war. I mean, think, and despite the fact that he's a trade war, things are still going up. So I'm going to give Trump his his due and say that – I don't necessarily know if it's his policies or what, or if it's just the fact that Trump, that the, that Wall Street understands that Trump is pro avarice. You know, Trump yeah. is is never going to come against them. Trump is always going to be an ally of Wall Street. So they just say, oh, guess what? Just keep keep putting the money in. Whereas a Bernie presidency, there's a lot more uncertainty. Yeah. There's 
not maybe probably not any uncertainty. They know that that Bernie's going to come after them, so they they're going to be they're going to pull their money out. They're going to. I mean, I, I guarantee you, if tr- Bernie became president, the day one, day <laughs> one, the stock market, market will crash. crash. <laughs> yeah, it, like it it will be a massive drop, and it'll be the the headline of the night. Market crashes under Bernie presidency. I, could, I still would. I'd still take it over a Trump. Right, because I think things will think actually balance out. Yeah, I don't think we need. To, I, I don't think we should actually. Like, I don't think Wall Street is honestly a predictor of shit. Um, it's just people's perception vibes. Of bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So, either way. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that was uh, a <laughs> that nice. was the, a nice little start to the podcast. Okay. Tonight we've got a stat show as we review new evidence of UFO visitations over Las Vegas. For our feature, we'll bring you the story that is keeping Seattle up at night in the form of a preternatural hum emanating from God knows where. Is it the life aquatic punishing the creatures of land for their earthly hubris, or could it be something more sinister? All that, plus we're going to be offering our first-of-a-kind public service segment where we illuminate the dubious claims surrounding the viral hysteria currently churning through the internets in our Know Your Hoax segment. With that being said, this is the news from Near and Far. I did something different here. To start us off, let's take a deep dive into another of the world's odd normalities. Curious about unexplained phenomena. The unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. Enter that world of darkness. Las Vegas UFO hunter Steve Barone believes he's captured some unusual aerial phenomenon gliding across the city. Barone released a six-minute video on December 19th of what he says was an unidentified flying object near the Mountain's Edge community. I, I get outside with my camera and I see this, okay? And I know immediately I've got something amazing going on there. Barone has been active on YouTube for several years now under the brand UFOs Over Vegas. I'm looking to the southwest. This thing looks big. It looks big. It looks like it's a long ways away. So anyway, I get the night vision on it. And right now, I remember I'm thinking I should go get my my Nikon, but no. I'm not going to do that this time. I'm staying with this sucker. Oh my gosh. Um, my adrenaline is still running. I'm, I'm almost shaking. It's unbelievable. I thought about calling 911, but you know what? I'm getting this out immediately. And just watch how this thing flashes. Um, <laughs> oh, and I don't even know what all the little blinking lights are around it. I wonder if something's being scrambled and if this thing's being monitored. But once it starts moving, it is going to haul buns, I'll say, just to be politically correct. And now here it goes. He regularly uploads videos documenting alien visitors to the city. Skeptics may see very ordinary aircraft flying around in these videos. But according to the comments section, there are many people who believe that he's recording the real thing. One of his most interesting claims, in my opinion, is that there is an underground UFO base underneath Blue Mount Blue Diamond Hill, just west of the city. Um, and I will admit, knowing the geography of the area and the behavior of the lights in the subsequent Blue Diamond Hill video, uh, which he offers up as proof of this phenomenon, I think uh, he might be onto something. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, <laughs> so Tiwi, uh, you you re- you reviewed these videos. Um, uh, your thoughts? So my thoughts on the first video were, firstly, that it's interesting, but he needs a better camera. And I kind of, when I first watched the video, I thought that this was just some guy who, like, randomly was capturing an, a UFO and, like, you know, just grabbed the first camera that he had. So, honestly, knowing that this guy does this on the regular kind of makes me a little more skeptical because, I mean, come on, get a better camera. Like, why is it so blurry? Everything's an unidentified flying object. I don't know what anything is. I can't tell if anything is, like, a plane. Um, At times, I was like, what are all these sparkly things? But then I'm like, oh, maybe those are, like, planes. Because the way it's filmed, you just can't tell what anything is. But the, the main thing... That was like sparkling, I guess. It was interesting. I was I was compelled to watch the whole video. I, I was here's the thing. He actually does have a better camera, and he even mentions that in the video. He talks about his Nikon. Uh, um hmm. and because he's shown his rig off in, in previous videos. Yeah. And it is kind of it is a consumer brand, just like video camera. It has night vision, is what he describes oh it my as. Gosh. Um and I think that he was he, I can't remember if it's this video or not, whatnot. He says he was shooting it on. Uh, I don't think that's the case. No. Because it doesn't look like night vision. It's shitty. Um, right. And knowing the geography, um, at first I thought what I, when I was originally looking at it, and uh, I thought it was it was a drone kind of like fl- hovering yeah. left and right and then just kind of skittering off toward oh, the north. Could be that. But now. Na- He's actually his his website actually he's he's revealed where his his house is uh-huh. and where his perspective is and from that I was able to kind of figure out okay what am I looking at and where is he where is he positioning and so he kind of gives out like he said his yeah. mountain edge community which is in the southwest uh, quadrant if you will of Las Vegas and he see he basically focuses on these these big lights that are. That, that appear to be still for a moment, and then they kind of uh, move to the right. Okay, here's the other the other part of the my skepticism. The thing, if it really is as big as he's sort of, I guess, suggesting that it is, and as visually bright as he's suggesting, where are all the other, like, people seeing it? What do you mean? Like, where are all the other reports? Usually, like, if there's something, right. you know what I mean? Like, when these things well, happen. Well, that's the thing. In the comments, uh, that, that's what I, I thought, too. But in the comments, uh, if you could go far enough, you'll get people who said, like, I saw that, too, and blah, blah, blah. Um, mm. I feel like those are dubious claims because yeah. here's the thing. And we'll include the, the actual link in the show notes. But anyone who's actually looked in the sky you'll see weird knows things. Well, here's the thing. I feel I feel like the, the rule of any kind of UFO reporting is that if it's blinking, it's a plane. It's man-made. <laughs> yeah, right. If it's <laughs> if it's an orb that just doesn't blink and has no sense of yeah. like uh, FCC or FAA regulations, uh, then it's 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 it it elevates itself to the point of what's that? And it, you know. It has to, but it has to remove itself from the blink blinking navigation lights realm. And in this video. The, the the object does not do that at yeah, all. Yeah, it's it like is, following it FAA clearly, guidelines. It has like a, fr- a tail and a front light. Like it seemed like right. it was just like, what? <laughs> this is a plane. Exactly. And you could probably see the colors better than I, I could did, too, I could see like red and blue. So I was like, this is definitely a plane. But then it was like. Right. 
as those navigation lights are supposed to basically to because uh, I read up on them and they're supposed to designate uh, each color is supposed to designate a position yeah. of the aircraft. Um, and if they if if UFOs are not going to have the same considerations no. of our airspace as as a man made object, so you instantly have to just say okay, it's this is a man this is a man made yeah. object. And also when you also consider the fact. Of the geography. Well, but also, um, like, later... Sorry, I'm just interrupting. But, like, yeah. also later in the video, there's, like, a point where the thing goes past another thing that looks exactly like it. And I was like, oh, my God, there's another one. <laughs> and then he's like, and you can see a plane. I'm like, okay. Um, wait, what? Then this is obviously right. just a plane. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing is that, that that plane at that distance didn't even look like it was blinking. Yeah. And, and, he, st- and he was still able, a, a, willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. It's like, okay, because he even he knew from his perspective yeah. and his, like, position that, that was a jet coming into McCarran Air Force, Air, yeah. Airport. Um, and that he, I'm sure he sees these regularly. What this was, in my estimation, is a helicopter, which we have lots of, that uh. race – from north to south all the time. It could have been a police helicopter. Oh, that it makes could have sense. been yeah. a tourist helicopter. But um and he's keep and he also mentions the fact that it's going north. It, and it is it is flying away like north and of away from McCarran Air Force Base. Not Air Force Base, airport. Um but we also have a North Las Vegas airport. Yeah. Where a lot of uh news helicopters park they or land. Yeah. Um and so it did, to me it did not make any any yeah like, that sounds definitely like what it is because it's like it yeah. definitely looks like the other things in the sky that he's completely unconcerned about. So and then it had the 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 front and tail lights, the red and the blue yeah, the navigation lights. Light. Yeah, so it's like obviously some kind of aircraft. And then if you think about what a helicopter, they can just like suspend and stay kind of like stationary. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. That was never actually hovering because that's the illusion of his perspective. This, this object was moving toward him the entire oh, it was time. Because it was like but, coming towards him straight. Right. It was coming straight toward him. Uh, and then it, but it was, so he's, he is just West of what we, of our beltway called the two fifteen. And so this uh, aircraft was clearly following the 215 as some kind of guideline, and it was just racing toward him and following. And, and so once it got parallel to him, it appeared to get faster, and then it went north and seemed to kind of get, get slower and, and kind of consolidate. You know, um, I, have to, I have to confess, and I'm going to sound like I should be more of a fan of this guy, but I have seen a UFO, <laughs> and it's not what they look like. <laughs> So it's like, <laughs> I actually everyone's experience is different, and I don't believe they have any lights because what I saw, well, I, what I saw was like during the day, and it was hovering and completely silent, and our dog saw it too, <laughs> but God rest her soul. But <laughs> and also, it was just a weird experience. It was a very actually, it was a very scary experience, but. It was just a, a thing that was just like enormous in the sky and then gone. I never actually like it never moved anywhere. It was just there and then gone. And it like was, you blinked and it was gone. Actually, it was like uh, so it was in Idaho. It was in our field. It was like over our field, the field next to our field and the one kind of like over all of them sort of, but not like right. the whole entirety of all of them. But it was just like hovering there. I basically stepped out of our back, um, the back of our house. There's like a little porch. And I like looked up and it was like 
there and I kind of had this like feeling of uh, like terror, I guess. Like I don't know how to explain. Awe. That's what that, that's that's what the the word awe has been so diminished. <laughs> okay, I guess awe. It, it was supposed to it, it's supposed to yeah exp- explain that moment of just feeling little and minute yeah. and it was just- not a good feeling. It was a gross <laughs> feeling. And then the next thing I know, because I don't remember how I got to the fence. Wait, so so you went from the back door? Oh, just thinking about it freaks me out. To the fence? Like, yeah. like you were like in a I was like, me weightlessly? and Schmo. Me and Schmo. Like I was. Uh, it should be for the audience that has no idea. Oh, Schmo our, was our, our dog. Our, our, <laughs> yeah, he was so our family dog. So both myself and our dog. I remember being, I stepped outside, I saw the thing, and then I was at the fence, like the fence, the back, like the... Yeah, so the, so I, again, to clarify, the house was on three acres, one acre composed of the buildings and the house, and then the last two acres were just uh, basically just un, just raw Land. field. Yeah, but the end, the beginning of the field is where there's a fence, yeah, and I was standing at that fence... Ugh. And then I was just staring at it. Ugh, I get creeped out when I think about it. It's like, ugh. I was just staring at it. And I remember just being like, I don't know. Like, I don't even remember. Like, it was almost like you're just paralyzed, kind of. I was just looking at it. And it was silent. It was shiny. It was like copper colored. It was enormous. It made no sound. It was just hovering there. And then was the it casting a shadow know, on the field? Yeah, it was, like, hovering, like, I, I'm really bad at, like, measuring distances, but it was probably, I don't know, maybe, like, 200, I don't know, 100, 200 feet. It was high, but not, like, high, high. <laughs> I don't know. It's, like, like maybe, like, a five-story building or something. Do you remember walking from no. the back door? Oh, my God. That's what creeps me out. That's why when I think about it, I actually get afraid because I feel like now I sound like a conspiracy nut. I feel like they can find me. I don't know. <laughs> this is crazy. That's not, that's funny. Uh, there's actually a great book called UFO People that you probably should read. Oh, I don't um, want to read it because it, it'll probably scare me. But it's also <laughs> – it is, it, it is it is interesting because I think people have people in their family. I'm not an experiencer. <laughs> um, just, I've experienced shit in my life. But uh, clearly – uh, you have experienced things and I've heard these things growing up. You've have a lot of experiences. Um, and what's interesting though, to me, especially in this case is that how, how well it conforms to what other people say, what other experiencers say about, well, see, that's, uh, I will say like, I don't follow UFO stuff at all, but I kind of, when I see like these occasional ones that come up, I kind of base my experience and like, I just kind of, can tell like i don't know if i can tell but i just feel like eh, they're full of shit you know what i mean and i feel like the light right. thing is just like no like blinking I, lights. No, I, I, I think exactly what you're saying now st- did you watch the the second video that steve brown has yeah that one was like the less tortured looking interesting <laughs> so, so, i thought it was actually more interesting really? i mean um it'd be only again because to give him credit um, where he the the perspective that he has and what he's filming, he's filming a light that doesn't actually um, it, it, one, it's not uh, blinking, yeah, but it also has this peculiar trajectory from the hill. Um, and people, the, the people who do to say it's it's BS believe that it's actually cars driving up the uh. farther farther hills. No, again, knowing the geography. It's driving in the opposite direction of those where that where that pass is, the mountain passes. But also, 
it's well into the sky. Like the, yeah. it's, 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 it's flying straight up into the sky. I just think here's the thing. I feel like if your whole thing is like finding UFOs, you're probably not going to find them. And I feel like the fact that he has so much just makes me think he's like, it's not real. Because every like weird experience I've ever had, I had no control over it. And I had no like, you know, way of capturing it. So I feel like these people who are like, oh, this happens. Like, I've had a lot of weird stuff and I've never, I don't have any way of like, I don't know, capturing it or showing it off. And this guy has like a million. I don't know. It just seems odd. Like, what are the odds, you know? They're not good. I mean, because that, <laughs> and that's, that's honestly, you keyed into a huge aspect of what interests me about these phenomena. Um in that they are experiential. They're not something that you can study with a scientific method. That we that we the scientific method we have currently doesn't account for things that are non-repeatable. Because like yeah. you've never you've you have you've had many experiences, but you haven't had the same experiences. No, and they're so different. And, and that's why I feel like there must be some sort of like just I don't know. Like some people might just be have a toe into some other realm or something. I don't know because I've had way too many weird things happen to me that I'm like, why does this keep happening? <laughs> the seminal paranormal uh, author, John Keel would call you a percipient. And, uh, I would call they, myself yes, he, cursed, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> he believes that some people can kind of tune into the shit, um, for whatever reason. And that, but the, the, these things, they, that you can't study them. In, in in any real way, meaningful way, because no, you can't control you can't it. Conjure them, yeah, you, exactly. They just happen. That's why I'm and like, either you see them or you don't. Exactly. Like I saw like the shadow person when we were in that one house, and like that was terrifying, but it only happened one time. Right. And and so <laughs> it, it's not. But it also adds to the fact that so. Uh, Annie Jacobs has this book called Phenomena, and she she kind of uh, tracks the um, remote viewing. Mm-hmm. thing that the the the, the, the government um, was pursuing back in the uh, I think late 80s early 90s and even for the ones that are kind of spookily the the instances mm-hmm. where these remote viewers had really kind of spooky seeming prescience over uh, a situation mm-hmm. none of it was actionable like none of it is like it's only meaningful after the fact because they would come up with a kind of a bunch of gibberish mm-hmm. um that that you had no location for you had no like it's just like it was just gibberish yeah. until you had the data coming in saying like oh yeah uh, you open the envelope and said this is the so and so and we had two guys there thursday that this happened to them and it's like okay that's great that's awesome. It's spooky. It's spooky that you were so close <laughs> to seeing the future, but like, there's nothing we can do with this. Absolutely nothing. And just like, you know, if you experienced UFOs, um, in, in your case, the one, I mean, but yeah, right. You, you, you can easily, I can easily just either say as an arch skeptic, you're full of shit. I know. You didn't see anything. <laughs> Fuck off. Or like, that's great. <laughs> like, but but here's the other thing too, and this is like kind of the third side of the coin, if you will, mm. is that you take people's experiences seriously and assume and, and kind of basically say like, well, 
there are liars out there. 100% yeah. there's liars out there. But there's also people that you know are not lying. They experience something for, for real. Yeah. We just don't know what that is. And maybe that's a natural phenomenon. Maybe that's a uh, a quirk of like the human psyche. I don't know. But there's something happening. People are experiencing things. And it's not just one person. It's it's thousands of people over large yeah. amount of time. And so, like, you know, I don't know. And I don't, I don't, I, the other thing, too, I don't know how you study it. <laughs> I, I just feel like don't. the only thing you can do, like, from an observational, like, you know, because research, from an observational perspective is just to document it and document it as well as you can because at some point if there is enough of a narrative and it happens repeatedly and they match, then you have, like, observable phenomena. And I think that's to some degree what people are trying to do, but <clears throat> it just feels like I, some pe- there's a lot of noise because there's a lot of bullshitters. <laughs> it's just like, right. And that's the thing is that, like, because uh, I've been forcing you to get admired in weird shit recently, and it, 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 it's taxing. <laughs> but uh, what, you, what you obviously clearly find when you start uh, putting your nose into this stuff is that— It's just so full of shit. So, a lot of it's full of shit. Is a lot of it's yeah. just like. Eh, but also, there's I, a lot of people who are just like it up. really like heavily not just willing to believe, but they believe anything, like anything. Well, yes, that's a, again back to Steve Barone in the comment section. Um, there's people who just I was surprised because here's the thing: I feel like this is a clear cut case of that's a helicopter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But people, like, the majority of the folks are just like, yep, that's something. That's a UFO. Great. I just saw that the other day. Yeah. And I'm just like, where, where, your credulity is is just uh, tremendous. <laughs> like, what, what, like, it's just you want to believe, so you believe. I'm confounded. I am absolutely confounded. Because um, I think that there's, uh, I would describe myself, again, as a skeptical admirer. Um, yeah, but I think you have to have this skepticism, but I'm also very interested in these things, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, and, uh, I, for whatever reason, I think there, 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 there's a, there's some, there's a mystery out there and it, it, we, I don't know what it is. I would never put, I don't want to put a label on, this is an extraterrestrial, um, yeah. even with the David favor Navy pilot stuff. See, yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like also the, the labeling is, you know, important, like unidentified flying object. That's not really, it doesn't mean it's like from another planet. It just literally means like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, well now it does. That's the thing is that like, uh, all these, these terms get freighted with the, 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 the ideas uh, that other people believe that they, that, yeah. that you, what you mean. And if you say UFO, you mean little green men. Like we yeah. already know that now. So that's why you need to come up with new terms. But, uh, <laughs> and I feel like little green men is absurd. Like I don't believe in that at all, but I definitely <laughs> well, believe that there's something else out there. I don't know what it is. And neither do I. And with that, uh, let's uh, hit our extra break. Do you know how to identify the signs of an imminent kidnapping? If you think it involves oddly placed twist ties, you're probably not getting kidnapped at all. If you want to live, we'll tell you how to save your life at the end of the show. Yeah, you gotta wait for it. <laughs> but first, from evil big feet to self-righteous liberals, everyone knows that the Northwestern United States is dark and full of terrors. Recently, that terror has arrived in the form of an inescapable humming, and no one knows where it's coming from. Up next, Far Off Topic investigates the auricular menace of the Seattle hum. I am the spirit of dark and lonely water, ready to trap the unwary, the show-off, the fool. 
And this is the kind of place you'd expect to find me. But no one expects to find me here. It seems too ordinary. But that pool is deep. The boy is showing off. The bank is slippery. The show-offs are easy. But the unwary ones are easier still. This branch is weak, rotten. It'll never take his way. Only a fool would ignore this. But there's one born every minute. Under the water there are traps. Old cars, bedsteads, weeds, hidden depths. It's the perfect place. For an accident, I'll be back. On April 23, 2009, the website that never sleeps, West Seattle blog, posted the headline, West Seattle Hum Mystery. Can you solve it? In the article, they included the plea from a concerned resident, Martin St. I'm curious to know if they're working at night. For two to three nights this week, I've been hearing some far-off humming or vacuum-like sounds that seem to increase slash decrease in sound level, possibly due to wind changes. Kind of annoying. To cope, it helps to know the source. Anyone else notice this? Very consistent voice work, by the way. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> unlike my first attempt. Uh... Suffice to say, the mystery was not solved and would bubble up to the surface for several years until as early as this past few weeks when more Seattle experiencers began to report hearing the same strange hum. One intrepid Seattleite by the name of Julie in Highland Park was able to record the sound, and I'm going to play it for you right now. Almost immediately, the scientific community proffered a solution. They posited that the sound was just the strange mating sounds of the midshipman fish. Turns out that the midshipman fish has a habit of scrambling onto the land where it slithers between rocks and begins to emit a droning hum in order to attract ladyfish. If you listen to the two sounds together, it seems like you have a good explanation for the Seattle hum. great mystery has a rub. According to Joseph Cisneros from the University of Washington, We placed a hydrophone in the Duwamish River. Uh, we did not hear calls that night. Thus, we have no evidence or data that the midshipman is present in West Seattle waters right now. Uh, we were intrigued that perhaps the midshipman might be heard, possibly transmitted via tanker or boat hulls. He then references another case of a noisome humming from the 1980s around Sausalito, California, which had people similarly confounded. In that case, he says, 
The local fish biologist determined it was the midshipman's mating call that was the source of the hum. Which, he says, resonated through the houseboat hulls. But combined with the fact that the mating season for the midshipmen is typically late spring to summer and that there were no calls heard during this investigation, Cisneros concludes, It would be impossible for the resonating hum to be transmitted very far inland into West Seattle, especially to the places in the center of West Seattle where some of the hums have been reported on the West Seattle blog. My guess is the sounds that are being heard are man-made. So... We have ourselves a mystery. Uh, what are your thoughts? You're you live up in that area, so have you heard the hum? Do you do you know what's going on there? So I do not live in West Seattle, but uh, <laughs> it's all Seattle to okay. me. I don't fucking right. know. Okay, yeah, it's not quite, but um, yeah, I don't live in West Seattle. I will say that this particular topic sort of came up locally to where I do live, which I will not share because I don't want to be killed. Um, and, and they will kill you. I know, I know. Um, and it was interesting because somebody was like, hey, have you guys been hearing this hum? It's been keeping me up at night. And then people started discussing, and there are people in my area, which is not West Seattle, um, it's north, and they've been hearing a hum. And then someone else commented, hey, I think this sounds just like the West Seattle hum. Before you get yeah. – how far – from these locations, how far are they Are they from the water? They're very close to the water. So all so every location that hears the hum yeah. is close to the water? They are close to the water. Um, except – I mean I'm relatively close to the water. I'm like – three miles from the water, maybe four miles from the water. So my neighbors in this particular neighborhood blog are probably about, you know, they're also somewhat close to the water, but we don't have these, I don't, there's not like a ton of ships that go by where we're at. Uh, I don't know. Is it just me? I, I, three miles from the water doesn't seem close. I mean, we, I you can hear like, the yeah, not very often. Shit? Like a re- yeah, occasionally, but not. I mean, like it's kind of rare, actually. And when, like we do have seagulls that like kind of fly near our house. So I mean, they'll go everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. Trash. I mean, we're like relatively close to the water, but it's not like I could. I wouldn't be able to hear a boat. I don't think unless it was like the Titanic. Well, actually, the Titanic's probably not really a big boat, but it's also <laughs> like gone. So. A giant boat. <laughs> I feel like it would have to be enormous and have some like, you know, really bad engine problem. Here's the thing, though, is that if all your neighbors, or not necessarily neighbors, yeah. your your the people who are hearing it are are close to the water, it still seems like. The midshipman hypothesis uh, is pretty strong. No, it's not. Because if you read the people's comments, like I actually pointed you towards an article that was written in 2012. And um, it's kind of a re basically like this is happening again kind of thing. And it sort of has all the debunks in it. And the fish was debunked because a lot of people are saying that like the hum itself, you can feel it. Like you can physically feel it. There's no way that these fish are like creating like reverb that you can feel. And also the I one mean, that's local okay. to me, a lot of people are saying that it's a vibration and like it's a hum with a vibration and the vibration. Like it comes through the ground? Yeah, I mean, like I they guess. can feel it and like it shakes their house. That's not this And fish. I will say though that like uh, in – because we're going to discuss a few other mm-hmm. uh, strange audio phenomenon in this in this uh, segment, and it, it does come down to uh, 
I feel like once the I, I call them the materialists, mm-hmm. but really just good scientists. Um, when they come up with a hypothesis they really like, and they think, well, this it's got to be this. Yeah. Um, you just see it coming up over and over and over again. So midshipman fish, um, is the kind of throwaway, well, shut yeah. the fuck up explanation. It is the uh, swamp gas or uh, Venus uh, equivalent of strange audio sound. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely been captured and it's consistent, but there's no explanation. And so they throw out like explanations that don't really stick. And then they just like, uh, just let it go. Right. And that's the other thing, too, is that like there's a at a certain point there becomes complete disinterest. It's like, well, no, 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 no. Yeah. We, we figured it out. We are scientists. Shut the hell up. <laughs> just well, I think the away. one too, the Seattle hum is interesting because they actually had a city abatement team go in and try to figure it out. And they weren't able to figure it out, which I mean, if it was a boat, I feel like you would definitely uh, like these people whose job is to like figure this out would figure it out. Well, even too, because you had you sent me a link to a woman who was shooting a generator. She was uh, Mm -hmm. she was near kind of like a harbor. Yeah. And she was she was recording the sound of some kind of like a boat noise. It sounded like a giant massive generator which sounded similar it sounded very similar to the hum and to me it's kind of like well this that seems kind of uh, fairly yeah case closed there but not but I really think that geographically it's not because like when you like how far it spreads out and like the people's distance to that concrete factory or whatever and like these boats it just like it's been present when there aren't boats so it can't be boats um, and it's like, you know, initially it kind of blew up in, um, the blog in 2009 and they had all these like articles and, you know, it was like on all the news stories and it was covered, but they never figured out what it was and they kind of let it go and it fell out of the news cycle. But then in 2012, it kind of caught back up again because it's still there. <laughs> and I guess it came back kind of louder and people are just like, what the hell is this? And I think a lot of people are really just irritated because I guess it's so loud that, you know, they can't even, like, do anything. So, it's, right. you know, like, so what is it? <laughs> and basically... I would say, though, that yeah. the episodic nature of the sound does lend itself toward a natural phenomenon, some kind of, uh, you know... Like Earth seasonal or mating, you know, because you have these cicadas that come out every 15 years. It's not every yeah. year you know so so when i'm sure and and if you've ever heard a cicada they sound like they sound like little electrical buzzes you know they're like Ehh. yeah but like also the fact that here it's only in west seattle that's odd because like this whole region is sort of you know the region so why would it only be specific to west seattle yeah that is odd because like if you think about it, if it's a it's a let's say it's a habitat right like it's yeah. a or it's a natural phenomenon where things are migrating to a, their specific habitat it seems very peculiar that an animal would specifically pick oh, the yeah. blocks between Fauntleroy and Alki, and they just just basically hum towards <laughs> West right. Seattle in this yeah. in this one area. You know, like they're yeah. so discriminatory. They won't go north Alki Beach. They won't go toward a North Admiral. They'll just broadcast toward West Seattle. That seems very particular. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I think there's some sort of water component that probably is true. I just don't know what, if it's like geographical, like, is it the earth doing something? I just don't know what it is, but I don't think it's a ship. I don't think it's a, a 
like animal of any kind. Um, I don't know. So I guess we can conclude that we, we don't know. We have no yeah, idea no where this hum is coming from. Um, it could be natural. I think it's probably more likely Cthulhu. Oh, Cthulhu. Um, <laughs> mm. I mean, if, if you don't know, just blame Cthulhu is my, is my standard setting. Huh. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to sit there, and that satisfies my curiosity. It's, okay. just, it's Cthulhu. Um, but we would be remiss in our duties if we didn't talk about some of the more famous hums of the world. <laughs> uh, and there are, in fact, famous hums in the world. Um, and I, I, I'm curious. I'll ask you this in a second. Huh. Uh, but the first one we're going to talk about, uh, if you're into odd normal things like sourceless hums that terrify our entire communities, uh, then you're probably already familiar with a Taos hum. But just in case... Let me provide you with a quick refresher. Taos, New Mexico has been plagued by a low-frequency hum for nearly 30 years, all the way back to the early 1990s. Around that time, an engineering professor, Joe Mullins, at the University of New Mexico, conducted research into the Taos hum and determined that around 2% of the general population reported hearing the hum. But after setting up sensitive listening equipment in the homes of hum experiencers, uh, which he called hearers, <laughs> nothing unusual was detected. I know it's it's a kind of yeah. a terrible <laughs> I would not want to be called a hearer. <laughs> just a lax imagination. But whatever. <laughs> hearers. Um, <laughs> I would like, like meta ears. You know, whatever. I don't know. I was just, just spitballing here. Okay. Regardless. Um, the research further revealed that there wasn't a single Taos hum. Rather, several different hums. Oh. Some described hearing a whirr. Rather, uh, while others heard a hum or a buzz. The fact that different people were experiencing variable aural phenomenon pointed to the possibility that they were reporting subjective experiences rather than an objective sound. Uh, so in, what do you think? Do you think the Taos hum is a real thing? Do you think that this could just be uh, a kind of a panic? What, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean... He's saying 2% of the general population reported hearing the hum. Huh. I mean, I guess, oh, that's rough. Yeah. Having never, I mean, I've never heard it, the hums, so, so I can't, I have to, I guess if you're going to be more skeptical, it is definitely possible that like one person says, hey, I hear this hum. And then the person goes, do you hear it too? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I do. And then it kind of like snowballs that's the catch though is that even in that two percent they couldn't even agree that they heard a hum yeah you know that they this a whirr like Wee! i don't know what how you i don't know that's my take on a whirr but um that's a whirr right is that a whirr okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's just like there we go that's maybe that's a swish um, <laughs> uh, but like if, if, even in that two percent it uh, sample group, um, they can't even agree that they're they're hearing the same phenomenon. I, mean, they, they, I guess you could just reduce it down to saying, well, you're hearing something. I don't know, but here's you know? the thing: like he said, what did he put? Da, 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 da. Sensitive listening equipment. I don't know. That's I'm also like, because human like what frequency is this stuff? going like what is it picking up 
Because I mean, we know what, what what humans can hear at. We know the you know the frequencies that humans can hear. I mean, we uh, we also know that there's such things as infrasounds that we can't necessarily hear, but we can uh, react to. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we, we there are instruments that can do that. You know, I mean, Christ, we're fucking speaking in microphones. They can hear our voices. Um, I don't so, know. I, mean, I feel like thirty years. That's a long time to have a. I don't know. I guess you could be passing down generations of moral panic. It's kind of what we got to about. We were kind of, I think, alluding to with the UFO stuff earlier. Yeah. Is that at a certain point when people start reporting a phenomena, you start creating a uh, a foundation for what is and what isn't. Right. And uh, so when abductees come out and say I was abducted uh-huh. and I saw this, that, that, and the other outside of the first person who said that and who could have uh-huh. pro- pro- you know, made it up. They, they're the ones that start the narrative and then other people kind of catch on and uh-huh. then build on that narrative or just adhere to it in certain ways so that it's credible. Maybe people don't hear the hum and yeah. the fact that, you know, the, the instruments, they don't hear a hum. You just have people saying maybe again, like you said, panicking or hysteria uh, just think they hear a hum. I don't know. I mean, it's a weird thing. But again, getting back to what we said earlier in the podcast, uh, it's tough to discount people who experience things because I'm sure they're adamant. I think there's some of these people. Are- there probably is a hum. There's hums. I think there's hums. I feel like it's a weird thing to to falsify. And like some people seem very agitated by it. So I feel like they definitely are hearing something. Like some people. I don't know about the Taos hum. I was surprised by the fact that there is no actual recording of the hum. That's Because yeah. I thought this was something yeah. that you could actually um, record. I always want to know, like, what does the hum sound like? If there's and no recordings, there, it, I'm, like, less likely to believe it. Only because it's, right. it's an actual thing that should be able to, like, you, a hum. like It's a physical phenomenon. That 2% that, of the population is experiencing. You should be able to record that. And especially that. if you know that you're experiencing it. And it sounds like these people are experiencing yeah. it. On a fairly regular yeah, basis, that should to be. the extent where this Joe Mullins was like, "Okay, I'll, I'm going to plant some equipment in your room, and I'm just going to record it every time you say you hear it. You know, hit a, a button. Yeah. Not, I don't know what his like, setup was, but I'm sure he, it was. You know, I'm going to keep this in a week, a month, or whatever, um, and it's just going to record, record, record. And you write in a journal. Did you hear it this day? Did you yeah. hear it what time? You know, and I'm going to cross reference that with my equipment. And they have no, no one has a recording of the hum. No one has a recording of the hum. I will play you right now an approximation of what some people think the hum sounds like, but it's not it's the actual not, hum. Yeah, it's not, it's not the actual hum. And that's not, I, I, See, was so I feel like even the like, West Seattle one actually got like recordings of the hum. And that's the catch. You're right. Is that like they're, 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 these people are hearing something, um, which elevates it to that next level. But it's interesting because the Tau sum is, uh, at least in, paranormal odd normal circles taos hum is is it's fairly well known so i'm gonna play it for you right now uh the the taos hum the approximation of it so that was that i mean uh it's, it's still open to uh, uh clearly scrutiny yeah so yeah, dig into that. I don't. I don't know if we'll ever do a full show on the Tao Sum. No. But either way, I will say though that the the next thing that I want to talk about is something that has always like freaked me out a little bit. Um, oh yeah, these freak me it's out. The, the 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 
It's a phenomenon known colloquially as the sky trumpets. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like these ones. And it is weird because I they're all over the world and they're definitely right. like they're just it's just weird. And I would I would definitely say that they're bullshit and made up if they were just only showed up on YouTube. But I think the best evidence of the weird phenomenon, how strange it is, is that it actually showed up during a baseball game and the act, the commentators made reference to it. So I'm going to play that right now. That's a haunting sound. If we've ever heard one. One ball, no strikes. is foul. The count is one and one. And what could that possibly be? Somebody shut the door. It sounds supernatural. To me, it's it's uh, the sky trumpets is an appropriate way of describing it because it sounds honestly. Well, sometimes like it sounds like would, the earth is being ground up or something like metal. Right. It, it sounds like mechanical. It sounds uh, uh it's earthly but in a weird ethereal way like like yeah. it does honestly sound like the biblical trumpets of the apocalypse starting um and it sounds distant but it's like right above you yeah. you know it it's, it's, it's a weird yeah it's a weird sonorous sound that to this date i mean and you can definitely not blame this on midshipman fish <laughs> this is, <laughs> i think i'm gonna have to actually say this is the midshipman fish <laughs> Yeah, this is the one they're off. They're they're off the fucking. I think if you look uh, at where this, this happens, there's a cement factory in every town. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it, this is the one that freaks me out the most because it's just like it's, it is eerie and it's global and yeah. so peculiar. Oof. I remember hearing these like because I, I used to have this one job years and years and years ago where I had nothing to do, so I just watched YouTube videos like almost all day long, and right. I remember. One time I, I kind of caught on to these and I was like, oh, my God, because there's a bunch of them on YouTube and they're kind of terrifying. And that's the thing is that I, I saw the same thing. So once I saw this, uh, the first like kind of baseball sky trumpet sound, I was I was very curious. Like, does this happen ever anywhere else? And then I would see lots of videos that, that, that came out kind of saying, yeah, yeah, this is this is cor- corroborating that this is a global phenomenon. But at the same time. It those videos, I have a, a lesser regard for because I know how easily you can manipulate audio. You know, like it, it's just a it's just a soundtrack on your your editor. You know, you can just add audio to anything and add effects. I will say just, that a lot of these were before smartphones. Well, you don't need a smartphone. All, I mean, all you need is. I mean, you just need a any kind of like editor. I mean, I was editing on nonlinear editors me, 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 in <laughs> like <laughs> like 1997. You know, the first uh, uh, Avid AirPlays, um, and even before that, you don't need a, a, a nonlinear editor. You could easily just manipulate. But I feel audio. like you would have to have all these people worldwide would have to at the same time know to like edit these things in this way well, that's the thing is that like if it was like millions of videos it wasn't out, at that time it was not it was like i had to like look for them right 
it's a handful of videos, yeah. which means that it could be the handful of people I guess. who are also editors and you know audio uh, audio you know editors. Um, they, they, they're not mutually exclusive. You know, the people who are uploading these weird phenomena could easily be the ones that are manipulating. I the believe phenomena. in the sky trumpets. I'm sorry. I, I mean, honestly, that, that, here's the thing. It's, again, just like the David Favor stuff, is that I keep kind of, I always default down to the most credible source. And at least in the Sky Trumpets case, we actually it know that it happened yeah. during a live <laughs> broadcast of a baseball game. And these guys, the guys they who were actually disturbed. commentated, they seemed absolutely <laughs> disturbed. They're like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure some of them were like worrying over their well, rosary yeah, like beads at die. that very moment. Like, holy shit, it's happening. Um, so those are the ones, that, but it also then I think well if it happened here then some of these other ones maybe they are authentic because yeah. you can see some in some videos there's kids in the playground and they just fucking stop what they're doing yeah. and just stare into the sky yeah. um, like holy shit um, so yeah I don't know and and it gets back down to that idea of some of these things are probably non repeatable phenomena that you can't study. Like you would in a laboratory. Yeah. They're just fucking happening, and they're based on experience. Um, in, in 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 the case of these sky trumpets, lots of people see them, but there's no there's no way of testing the source. There's just no way because you can't just wait and say, okay, wait, wait uh, for the next sky trumpet. We are now set up for the next sky trumpet phenomenon, but it happens in Siberia. Uh, you know, like <laughs> like you're I think there was one so. in Siberia. <laughs> Probably is. I'm pretty sure that was one of the early videos because it was like people all in this little town looking up, going like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's just that uh, I think that the weird sounds have gotten less attention than other phenomenon have. Uh, but I think that 2020 is going to be their fucking year. Oh, I think weird. Oh, this is the year they're going to pop out. <laughs> right. I think it's because of us. I think we're going to push this agenda. Oh. We're going to push the weird fucking sound. Uh, thing out there and say, hey, we need to investigate this because this is odd. I will say though, we are we are uh, on the back foot because um, it someone has folks have already started a uh, to track this phenomenon. Uh, there are now quite a few resources for hum chasers. The world hum tracker was created in 2012 by science teacher and hum experiencer Glenn McPherson. The tracker is an interactive map that has accumulated thousands of hearers i hate that fucking term hearers <laughs> um but either way who have described uh, their experiences and maps their locations across the globe um and here's a, just a little sample of uh some of the shit that they hear
can your luck. That's really fucked up. It's pretty fucking freaky, I'll tell you that. So as we said, uh, what's causing it? Uh, literally no one knows. Uh, midshipman fish, as well as earthquakes, are the most frequent sighted culprits. The U.S. Geological Survey scientist David Hill was quoted in the San Diego Union-Tribune as saying, That small earthquake below the surface can transmit sounds of the Earth's cracking crust, or the emissions could come from meteors. <laughs> the paper continues to say... <laughs> Sounds very guttural. Other, I like it. Other theories include electrical power lines, electromagnetic radiation, high-pressure gas lines, wireless communication devices, submarines, and saving the best for last, the reverberating meeting call of the male midshipman fish. Get off your surfboard, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to admit that when you start diving into the world of these strange phenomena, you begin to see certain patterns. Uh, a phenomenon is introduced by weary citizens. Experts provide possible solutions. Those solutions are tested and are either inconclusive or proven not to be right. And then the establishment tells people to just forget about it. And they do. In other words... They yeah, exactly. <laughs> In other words, this sounds like the same playbook as the UFO debunkers, as I said before. Midshipman fish is the swamp gas of the unexplained <laughs> audio phenomenon. Uh, there's a site. The good news is the funny thing. If you want to follow this, there is a site dedicated to recording these unusual audio phenomena called strangesounds.org, appropriately named. Mm -hmm. And it, it's uh, called it really <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And also, you could go to the the World Hum Tracker as well to report your strange audio phenomenon. But yes, people are keeping a tab on these things, and who knows, 2020 could be the the, the big year where uh, people start shifting toward this curious abnormality. What do zip ties, t-shirts, and honey have in common? If you said the carefree 80s, you're only half right. After the break, you'll find out why you were half wrong. There is a passageway to the most evil place you can imagine. If you do a Google search for underground base Blue Diamond, Nevada, you will find that there is an alleged saucer base. A gate behind which the demons wait. Based on all of the things that I've seen over the last five and a half years, I wouldn't discount that. And now, someone has opened the gate. In this segment, we're going to quickly expose the misleading information from one of the internet's latest brain worms. So let's get to know your hoax. Pedophile scandal commonly known as Pizzagate. It's a journey into a land of fantasy. 666 and its use in the universal product code. Which is typically used for behavior modification. It's all a hoax, folks. It's all a big hoax. To everyone in San Angelo, especially ladies, check your cars, house, everything, please, to see if there are zip ties. It's better to be safe than sorry. That was from a tweet on October 13th, 2018, which set off a minor panic regarding a new tactic being deployed by supposed kidnappers and sex traffickers. There are a few variations of the theme, but the gist is this. 
You come to your car after a few hours of shopping and discover that a zip tie has been fastened to your windshield wipers in a way that makes them inoperable. While you try to pry the zip tie loose, a team of kidnappers attacks you from behind and you've and you're never seen again. Variations include shirts on windshields, honey, etc. So why is this a hoax? Tiwi, oh hit it off. Oh my god, where to begin? <laughs> it's so annoying. Okay, first of all, I feel like there's a huge misconception just about basic semantics here. What they're describing is not human trafficking. That is called kidnapping. And the prevalence of kidnapping currently in the United States is fewer than 350 people under the age of 21 per year. So, I mean, actually, no, that was in seven years. So it's extremely, really unlikely that there's a, you know, a trend of zip tying to abduct people. Um, but when they then talk about human trafficking, um, human trafficking is literally just selling someone's body or self-selling a body for funds, for money. Um, and that has a much higher prevalence rate. And if you look at the the risk factors for human trafficking, it's not it has nothing to do with shopping or being like near a car it's basically like things about knowing certain people and being isolated and or of a certain age tell me if i'm wrong Mm because essentially we're talking about pimps you know we're we're talking about pimps yeah uh sex traffickers are are pimps and i have a lot of really good (laughs) terrible anecdotes (laughs) so all right i will say that i i mean i wasn't almost (laughs) human trafficked (laughs) at all but the show the show is all about you. I know it really out. is. <laughs> but when I first moved to Seattle, I was 19 years old and I moved into this house with a bunch of people I didn't know very well. Um, I knew one of them somewhat well, but I didn't know any of the other people. And they had a friend um, who was this really sketchy guy who was like a known criminal and he was in his 40s. And one of the first things he said to me was like, hey, you like to party? And I was like, ugh, in my mind, like, (laughs) not with you. But also, like, you could, you know, he was using subtext because he meant, like, do drugs, which I don't, actually, and I did not. Um, But he he kept trying to, like, ask me things, and he would, you know, over months of time, he would always try to get me to, like – Uh, Well, he was trying to like ingratiate himself to me, but I feel like it had the opposite effect of me just being like repulsed by him. He was telling me graphic sexual stories. I believe the word is grooming. Yeah, I think he was trying to, but I think it it wasn't working. Um, But he also was under some false beliefs about me. I think he thought I was isolated. I think he thought I was a 19-year-old girl that moved to Seattle with no family because – Literally, I did move to Seattle without family. <laughs> I just right. moved on my own with a friend, <laughs> and it looked like I was probably isolated. Little did he know, my mom is, you know, she's she would murder someone if they tried. Right, yes, and she keeps close <laughs> right. contact. I was not like someone who was desperate for work, I guess. And I actually, when I first moved here, I was desperate for work, and I think that was where he thought I, I was potentially... Would you hit him up for like a... a a McDonald's job? <laughs> He's like, hey, you got work? I mean, I was like, I needed a job. And then he kept telling me about all this easy money I could make and like how it's just having fun. And 
I Ooh, I got a job for you. Yeah, it was gross though because he did actually sell women. Like he was a pimp. Like he 100% uh. he did sell women and his the person who my roommate who knew him, the connection there told me like he's bad news, like and I was always wondering like why do you hang out with this guy? He's like sketchy as hell. He steals cars and parks them in our driveway. He does like all this sketchy stuff. I never really understood like why he hung out. He ended up getting my roommate put in prison because my roommate, you know, worked with a felon, did a felony with him. So, yeah. I mean, it was, it was bad. Um, but this guy was bad news. He was an actual human trafficker. He was a pimp. Right. Um, he never put a zip, to- zip tie on a single car. Well, and, that, and, that, and that's the story is that like this kind of this form of human trafficking is far more subtle than the kind of brute force. You're just going to be we're going to kidnap you, throw yeah. you in a, 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 a shipping container, and now you're a sex trafficker. We're going to sex traffic you. That's it. it you know, yeah. not to say that, that kidnapping never happens. No, kidnapping happens. Ag- it's just like extremely rare. And I don't think it has – it's not a thing where there's like a pattern usually or then they're like a serial kidnapper. And then it's like, you know, everybody hears about right. it. Not something to the sense of like the, the, a cabal of kidnappers have all agreed that the best mode of kidnapping someone is – Let's slip tie their windshields yeah. together and or throw a, and like, a shirt it, on their yeah no it's stupid right no so, yeah. yes if brass tacks folks if this is something that you were worried about uh, I would say look at your acquaintances <laughs> that would be like <laughs> if you really want to be safe look at who you trust who right. your I mean honestly. If you really are concerned about human trafficking, um, I would say know the risk factors. So like being young, being isolated. They actually say one of the largest risk factors is being new in a city because you actually don't know the geography. You don't know your resources. So I was actually – I hit like – you also don't know who the good guys or the bad guys right. are. I, mean, I had like three or four I think of the risk factors when I moved here because I was young. I didn't know the city. I was new to a city. It was just you know a lot of things. So I think being young – like having – a college student going to a new place and a lot of times they're groomed by people who they think are their boyfriends so uh, i think you know if you're really concerned that's a, that's, about human that's traffic, a tougher call to make though that's a that's a much tougher call to take yeah i mean it's really prevalent for them to their boyfriend who says they love them and then all of a sudden says oh if you love me you'll we, have sex we need with money. this guy yeah charlene we need money Why is so charlene? do you mind no charlene. do you mean do it <laughs> I don't know any Charlene until I pick the name. <laughs> hey, Chartreuse, uh, we need money. Hmm. So you want to work? And that's when you turned back, ladies. That's when you turned back to him and said, you want to work? Right. Get on the street. You can make money, mm-hmm. bitch. Oh. <laughs> and then you become you, a human you, trafficker. <laughs> fuck yeah. Turn the tables. Turn the narrative. Mm-hmm. You, like, he can work too. Mm-hmm. Jesus. It's not about the women. It's just. Just say you come back anytime a guy, your boyfriend says, we need some money. You want to work? Come back with, you want to work? And then you get his ass on yeah. the street. This He's got to work that corner. Guide to human trafficking. Yes. It's Make sure he's working on wearing those sexy clothes, too. Don't put your man on the street wearing mm-hmm. some fucking baggy-ass clothes. You got to show the goods, okay? Mm-hmm. Put him in some kind of hot pants. I don't know. Uh, like a, maybe a little tiny vest and a little Shriner's cap, you know? Sh- <laughs> a Shriner's you, you will not cap. believe the kind of business you will get with a, your boy on the corner with a Shriner's cap. 
It's it, hey, a Shriner's hey, cap, a tiny saying. vest, and little boys, those little hot pants. That's an interesting yeah. outfit. Boom, boom. You know, just hey, girls, don't get kidnapped. Kidnap your boyfriend. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that—that's my take on that. Okay. <laughs> um. So let's close this thing out. You can reach us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and Far Off Topic everywhere else. If you would like to follow me, I'm at Fiasco Jones. And Tiwi is, do you want to give that one out? I don't know yet. <laughs> All right. She's anonymous, folks. Uh, we, I mean, no one listens to us, so you may as okay, well just shout on. it to the world. On. I don't actually know what my at is. Uh, and Tiwi is currently anonymous. You can download the show pretty much everywhere. If you'd like to support the show, feel free to comment or rate. Most of all, thank you for listening. And until you hear from us again, so mote it be. So mote it be. Fly off topic.